Today we're going to talk about server-side testing with Ruben de Boer and Tom van den Berg from Online Dialogue. My name is Guido Janssen and welcome to Zero Cafe, the podcast where I show you the behind the scenes of optimization teams and talk with their specialists about data and human-driven optimization and implementing a culture of experimentation and validation. In case you missed it, in the previous English episode, we spoke about copywriting for conversions with Joel Kletke. You can listen to that episode on the Zero Cafe website or in your podcast app that you're listening with right now. This episode of Zero Cafe is made possible by our partners, Online Influence Institute, Content Square, Convert.com, Sidespect, and Online Dialogue. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 36. Ruben, Tom, great to have you both back in the cafe, and let's start off with our definitions. What's the difference between server-side and client-side testing? Uh, well, it, it, the, the client-side testing is client-side and server-side testing is server-side. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's, expla- let's explain the, the client and the server for those that don't know. To make it really basic, with client-side, uh, you almost always get a tool like optimizing PWA AB Tasty. With a client-side solution, you place a script uh, on your website, mostly in the head. And when you experiment, when you run A-B tests, uh, the, the script of your test is being loaded on the browser of your uh, website visitor. Whereas when you do server sites, you need to place some scripts on your server and your test runs on your server. So uh, the, also the code you build for your variation is loaded on the server, which means your uh, visitor, your website visitor will not see a flickering effect, for instance. And uh, Tom, what would be the um, distribution of server side versus client side tests that you guys uh, currently perform at Online Dialogue? Ooh, good question. I think... 80-20, so 80% client-side, 20% server-side. Okay, so what are the biggest differences um, um, when making the choice? Okay, we have this experiment that we want to run, we have our uh, hypotheses, and uh, now we come to the stage, okay, uh, we need to decide, well, if this is even possible with client-side testing, which is often already available, or do we need to go further with this and, and do something that's more on the server side do, and, and uh, maybe even implement a tool for that? Um, so how would that decision process go? What are the dependencies in that? Yeah, it's of course really depends on the test you want to run, but basically I would start with uh, checking the maturity of the organization within conversion rate optimization experimentation. Um, if you're just starting off with one zero specialist and not a lot of development capacity, if any, um, then in that case, do client-side and you have more easy tests. Whereas if, the, if there's more mature, the organization more mature, um, if there comes a question for redesign tests, back-end tests, pricing tests, then server-side is definitely uh, easier and better way to go. And it's also you're in a better position in the organization, I would say. So when you start alone as a zero specialist, you are most of the time at this running tests at your own. And besides this, there is still a development team who's doing a lot of development stuff and that's never tested actually. And when you have the opportunity to do server-side testing, you can actually test all your releases as well. And that's, I think, a good thing because then you can really see what the impact is of all the stuff you're building. Uh, but that's mostly for more mature organizations, I would say. Why would you say that? So why is it more for mature op- uh, organizations to do server-side uh, experiments like is it more ex- uh, expensive or does it require more expertise or I'm not sure if it requires more expertise but i think that the organization needs to be ready to test everything and i think that's that's something different right because like normal organization they just build the stuff they think they know how uh 
customers will react to stuff. Uh, they think they know that everything they build will actually add value to the visits of the website, but that's actually not the case. And I think uh, when a company is ready to test everything and to, uh, um, yeah, to, to actually, uh, uh, yeah, be ready to test everything. And I think, uh, the client side is more at the starting point of, of CRO and AB testing. And server-side testing is most of the time becomes later in the process of the maturity. You yeah. also have to see it that um, if you start off, uh, let's say you're just starting off, and with the client side too, you can have your first A-B test up and running in, in one hour. And you just need to place a script on your website, which is like five minutes for a developer, and you can set up your first test. If you do server-side, a bit more people need it. Um, maybe there's also a legal uh, should be involved. So it's a bit more work to get it started. Um, so therefore, the, the, the enthusiasm for uh, for uh, experimentation should be a bit higher before you start server-side testing. So it, it sounds a bit like um, you're saying that with server-side, you can test everything, while with client-side, there are limitations. Is that also, is it uh, truly the case? Or are there also scenarios where you can, are there, are there things that you can cannot test server-side that you can do client-side? Cannot test server-side and can do client-side? No, yeah. I would say no. <laughs> no, it's, it's mainly with server-side, you can run more complex tests like test algorithms, uh, orders in the checkout, uh, so uh, steps in the checkout, change the order of that, um, big features, product testing. Uh, that's possible with server-side testing. Client-side testing, there are some hacks, but it's uh, it gets very difficult and if not impossible. Can you give us some examples of uh, maybe experiments that you guys did that uh, were not possible client-side, but that you uh, needed to implement server-side? Yeah, I actually tried to test skipping the shopping cart uh, client-side. So when someone's on the product page, they click on uh, um, buy this product and we just wanted to move them directly to the checkout because the average product uh, per order was really low, like a little bit more than one. So we thought they just need one product. Why do you actually need the shopping cart, right? So we wanted to do the client side, but what happened on the background was that the people were actually visiting the shopping cart, but you didn't saw it. So there was like a big load time. And on the back on, on the back of the load time, they were still hitting the shopping cart. And after that, they went through the checkout because it's not possible client side to actually remove that step because it's built in the code. So we tested it and we saw no difference. But when you saw the experience of the visitors in the variant, it was actually really bad. So we thought, yeah, this was actually useless. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we're trying, we're going to try it again, but then server side. So you have a really fast load time. You actually skip the step and then you can actually say if it really influences behavior. Okay. So I think that's a good example. Another one I, I have is that, for example, uh, a new navigation, we tested once at a client. So a navigation on the whole, over the whole website. And if you want to do client side, the load time can become really big um, and longer. So that we tested server-side and then actually you saw no difference in load time and you can really measure the, the, the difference in behavior. Okay, so you're saying that, so in, in addition to being able to test different things or an, uh, at least more things with, uh, with the server-side, uh, there are also additional benefits like load time. Uh, are there any other additional benefits with testing server-side? Well, uh, another example which matches your question is, for instance, redesign. Uh, you have a lot of uh, companies' websites that push a uh, redesign live straight away without testing it. Um, it kind of makes sense because I've never seen it happen. Uh, I've never seen the work client side. I've seen a lot of tries 
and efforts, but it never worked client side. Whereas if you do it server side, you can test the whole website. You can even test different backends um, to validate your redesign. Um, so I think that's another big advantage and something you should do when you do redesign. You should test it server side. Yeah. And I know that security wise, there are some uh, advantages. So I talked to a, a Dutch uh, bank and they didn't want to implement a client side AB test tool in the mine umgeving, let's say. Because the developers became a bit nervous in the security department. And that actually, you used that actually to create the, the, the server-side tool. Because he just said, otherwise I'm going to implement the client-side. And they said, no, 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 we're not going to do it. Because, you know, all the client information can, yeah, go to the tool. Uh, um, but they didn't want that. Yeah, because basically what you're doing with client-side testing, you're placing a JavaScript cookie that is usually hosted somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so basically someone else, well, you, you could technically, you can host it yourself, but most of the times that's not uh, how it's, uh, how it's done, how it's implemented. So you yeah. Im- embed a, a JavaScript from somewhere else, from VWO or Optimizely or whatever tool you're using, which is then loaded in your, in the browser of your, of your customer. And yeah, you don't have any control over, <laughs> over that JavaScript, right? So uh, technically they could change it. And if they have a security uh, issue in, in their code somehow and someone can change that, maybe uh, even uh, an attack in the middle and change that uh, JavaScript, uh, technically they can do stuff on your website that um, you, you might not want or and as a bank might have. Yeah, or they get access to the data. Exactly. And then again, there are different rules again for where the server is of the testing tool, whether it's in uh, Asia or Europe or United States. Uh, so clients are definitely legal, uh, also has a say in it. Marketing budgets have suffered and the share for A-B testing has been impacted too. If you want to keep testing to enterprise standards, but save 80% on your annual contract, you can consider Convert.com. With their summer release, you can take advantage of full stack and hybrid features, strong privacy compliance, no blink, and enterprise-grade security. Feel good about your smart business decision. Invest what you save back in your zero program. Check out www.convert.com slash 2020. Well, the, the, I think since um, well, over a year, browsers are more and more vigilant in, in, in removing cookies or being more strict uh, in, in using cookies. Is that a, an additional benefit for server-side or does, does that not make a difference? No, definitely. Uh, with server-side, you place uh, so-called first-party cookies. Uh, whereas with client side, you place uh, third party cookies, like you just mentioned, and uh, browsers are a lot more uh, acceptant towards first party cookies uh, because you have the data uh, for yourself and you don't have it with some third party. So definitely, that, that's a definitely a big advantage as well for server side. In the future, there will only be more, I think, for different browsers maybe. Um, because now I think Safari is doing it, and yeah, you will not know what happens in the next years because. Privacy yeah, becomes more and more important, I think. And another advantage is, I think, also that um, if you build a test server site and it has a positive result, it's, it should be really easy to implement it because you already built a test like it's a part of the CMS or the, the, the actually actual website. So it should be one press on a button to actually implement it. That's not always the case, but uh, we see some problems with companies that they test a lot, but they have problems with implementing winners. And this should be way easier with uh, with server-side. And that's a good thing. Because it already exists. Yeah. So the client-side code is actually 
you can't use it to, to implement it and server side yeah it's actually part of the, the website would you say it's also that also means that it's that is usually uh, takes longer to build server side experiments um, because you actually need to build it and make it fully functional whereas uh, on the client side you may be able to cheat some things <laughs> uh, be able to to validate your hypothesis but not actually build the functionality the way it should be built uh, but but uh, maybe it takes some shortcuts there. So it depends on the tests. On you know, easy tests for client sites, quite easy to set up. And if you have a limited knowledge, some base knowledge on front end development, uh, you can do it yourself. Uh, but as the test gets bigger, uh, then server side would be uh, the more easy way to go. Uh, otherwise, you have to build such impossible hacks, uh, which not always work. Uh, so it depends on the size of the test. And, and uh, in your experience, so would you say that that client-side tests are also less effective usually on average uh, compared to server-side tests because you can do more elaborate tests on server-side? Yeah, I actually would say so. I also think that in client-side testing, you also have the, the flickering effect, which also can be a test itself, right? Loading the experience a little bit later than in the default. Yeah, so the flickering effect for those that don't know, uh, I hope everyone knows. <laughs> but there, there, and maybe you haven't noticed it with your tools. So good on you if that never happened. But uh, often tools that that load client side, load the JavaScript. And if if the connection is a bit slow or the browser is a bit slow, or uh, I don't know, you you have a very slow computer with a uh, and your CPU CPU is overloaded. It might happen that you just load the original page, and the JavaScript kicks in a couple of seconds later, or maybe. If, it, if it's really horrible, 10 seconds later or even worse, uh, and then the uh, the, the variant uh, appears uh, or changes the page or whatever uh, is your uh, test variant. Uh, and that's obviously not a good thing. And that's not something that happens on server side. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the, um, the type of test you can do, like price testing or uh, releasing products and actually test what the impact is, I think that's yeah more connected to the business companies are doing than some of the easy client-side testing uh, uh, still some companies are doing. And of course, you can combine both. So you can maybe have one team, for example, which is doing still the client-side testing, which is easier, for example, to also improve your website in small steps, but also use server-side testing for the for the bigger stuff. That's also an option. Yeah, and I think if you, if you have server-side testing, you can test that bigger stuff. Uh, and I think more and more people will be start to get interested uh, within the company for experimentation because you start touching the product or the real value proposition or algorithms. Um, and I think those big impactful tests, uh, when you perform those, you get more and more people enthusiastic within your company to, to start experimenting or at least see what's going on and see the possibilities of experimentation. Um, so yeah, kind of secondary uh, benefit of server-side testing would be to get more people on board, more colleagues on board. So are there uh, sort of the tools that you guys have experience with or that you see emerging in the market? Would it be more um, tools that are integrated in, in the CMS that people already have or maybe even in the analytics tool that they uh, have server-side? Is, is, are there those A-B testing tools, experimentation tools embedded in that or are there all... Uh, separate tools that you uh, install in addition to what you already have? I think before that, there are kind of two um, types of companies. You have one that actually wants to use server-side testing also to encourage people to test more. So they actually build their own tool with a UI on it. And they want to make sure that every product team is really start to test. So you get an overview of how many tests are running, what the win rate is and everything. And 
maybe I spoke to a couple of other smaller companies and they actually only build the technology. So they have a server side solution with no UI. It's only like technical stuff. But they just wanted to build it because it's the, the tests are done way better and they can test everything. Yeah. And it actually started with a question like, I want to test my search algorithm uh, A versus B, um, but I can do it client side. So why not build the solution ourselves? And it actually was way easier than they thought it was. And they actually use that solution to run all the tests now. And there are some other companies who are uh, yeah, just using it to make experimentation bigger in the company. And they actually build a whole tool around it. And they also integrated the analytics part. But if you start a kind of easy, you can yeah, you can do the analytics still in the own analytics, in the Google Analytics, for example, or in Adobe. And just connect those with the server-side solution you have. Yeah, because that, the, the A-B testing part, whether you do it client-side or server-side, it's, it's not that complicated, right? You just <laughs> need to be able to uh, divert your traffic uh, in, a, in a decent split between the variants that you've, that you've set and do that uh, in, a, in a decent uh, random uh, manner. Um, but so server-side tools are... Well, they exist for a long time now also, uh, but I think we, we can, it, it's a fair assumption or f- fair statement that the client-side tools were very popular the last 10 years and are a bit more mature than the server-side tools. Um, so you guys been been experimenting with uh, uh, server-side tools more and more. Is that a fair assessment? Are there, are there already things that in server-side that you cannot do or not yet do or... Uh, like usability issues that you see there, or are they indeed uh, less mature? Yeah, it depends. There's also, so uh, organizations can either choose to build them themselves yeah. with UI or without UI, a user interface. But tools like uh, A-B testing, optimizing now also have their solution for server-side yeah. with the great UI, with the experience they have from their client-side tool. Um, but still with server-side, um, you are, as if you're a CRO specialist, you're probably more dependent upon development uh, than you are uh, when, you, when you build test client side. What kind of skills would you need uh, in addition to running uh, tests on, on client side? Because if, if you run test client side, uh, you already need to know uh, a bit of HTML, CSS, uh, JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying that that's not sufficient to do to run an experiment server side? A server side, you actually code into the original code of the website. So it depends in what language your website is written. Uh, and you need to know that code, yeah. which could be a bit more difficult than the basic HTML, CSS, and, and JavaScript or jQuery, if you prefer. Yeah. It can also be harder to find someone to actually uh, be part of the team because like front-end developers, yeah, you, you just need to find one and they actually can all build the test. But if you have a specific code uh, used on your website or the code language, which is uh, hardly used in Holland, for example, uh, and it's really hard to find a developer for building tests. And then maybe you have to, but they're also building a lot of other stuff. Then it's hard to find someone who actually uh, is going to help you building a B test. Yeah, so front-end developers are way more common and they all know HTML, CSS, and JavaScript <laughs> almost. Uh, while back-end can be, it's a very diverse landscape in, in the, the kind of languages that you need. So you, you probably need... Uh, for server-side uh, testing, you probably need the developers that actually build the website to also uh, make your test. So you're um, uh, fishing in the same pool of resources, uh, so to say, uh, as the rest of the company. While for client-side, you might well, well, you might be able to do it yourself, 
or it's fairly easy and relatively cheap to just uh, get get an outsider and to to build the test for you. Yeah, exactly. And if you are a zero specialist and you build client side, uh, I think you can learn front end development in a couple of hours, maybe two days. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard uh, to run the basic tests. I mean, if you decide to do the small and maybe medium complex tests yourself. And you can learn it in like two days and yep. give the complex test to development. Whereas if you go to server side, uh, you always will probably need the development if you are a zero specialist. But I see also see with clients that that, that dependency on development is increasing once um, websites go to SPA, single page application. So for instance, React, Angular. Um, it's harder to test on those. Client side tools don't always work. Um, so that's another reason why you should yeah, good move to server-side testing. Uh, and again, uh, you are more dependent on development in that case anyway. Fightspec offers a worldwide unique A-B testing, personalization, and product recommendation solution. Sidespec works server-side without any tags or scripts, which guarantees an optimal performance. The Sidespec solution eliminates delays and the chance of any flickering effects. And this approach also ensures that the current and future browser security rules like ITP and ETP don't make an impact on your A-B testing and personalizations. For more info, visit sidespec.com. So you've helped companies uh, um, while doing doing those experiments, but also implementing uh, the server-side uh, uh, toolset. What are some common mistakes or, or yeah, roadblocks that you see with companies um, that are implementing server-side experiments? Uh, I think that many companies think it's really difficult to actually build a solution. I spoke to one company that actually discussed for almost a year uh, that they wanted to set this up. Like we should go server-side testing. Yeah, are you sure? And they made all like the pros and cons and discussed a lot about it. And then they started it. And after two weeks, they had the basic version live. And after six weeks, <laughs> we just had one developer, one CRO specialist. They actually had like a yeah, pretty decent server-side solution uh, ready to actually be used. Yeah. So yeah, I think server-side also actually at the vendors, they, a lot of people don't know a lot about the, uh, the server side solution, like the marketing guys at the vendors, they all use client side and server side also, in, I think it's as a kind of, I don't know, name or feeling that is really difficult, but when you talk to developers, it's actually not that hard. So yeah, our advice would also be to just start using it and start actually building it and see how it works. So would you always, so those tools, do they always uh, so the, the more common tools that, that offer server-side uh, testing, do they do they always work with different kinds of uh, uh, programming languages or does it totally depend on, on the programming language that, you, that your site is built on? Uh, good question. <laughs> I haven't run into those problems yet, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly know if it runs on all languages. I would assume it does on the most popular languages. And, and if it doesn't, then of course, then self-built will be probably the best solution for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and start, let's start, like Tom said, start, start easy. Just uh, start with the technology itself, maybe not yet the, the user interface. And from there, you can, uh, can keep on building. Uh, then start a user interface, get more data server side. But you can, you can start off easy with just the technology. So when talking about uh, technologies and vendors, um, of course, there's, uh, the, well, we already mentioned uh, AB Tasty uh, is a uh, solution, uh, VWO full stack, Optimizely full stack. Of course, we have uh, SiteSpec as a solution, uh, which is a bit different, I think. Uh, SiteSpec is, 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 is a proxy server or the intercept method. Uh, so they, they put a server between 
um, your, your website and, and the customer uh, for serving out those uh, different um, um, uh, variants. Uh, I think convert.com uh, also has a, uh, a solution for this. Um, but when I was researching those solutions, I, I came across different, a bit of different definitions of, uh, of server-side testing. I think some of them uh, referred more to a hybrid model. I mean, technically, if you um, run a client-side uh, A-B testing tool, uh, almost all of them also offer split, split URL testing. And you could argue that that, that is also a form of server-side testing because uh, the, the actual variant lives on the server. Uh, you just use the, the JavaScript to, to point your users to different solutions. So that might be some, some kind of a hybrid uh, method. Uh, so what are your what are your favorite me- uh, technologies or vendors for for doing this? Good question. Uh, I first of all like the uh, like the split URL uh, like we we're talking uh, to each other before uh, you start recording. There are some hacks you can do uh, client side which is then kind of server side testing. For instance, for a fashion brand, I wanted to test algorithms um, for in recommenders. So we basically had two recommenders on the on the product page, one on display none, one on display block. And in the client side, a B test with a simple CSS change, we switched them around. So we showed the other recommender. Yeah. Uh, and that way we test the algorithms. That is a kind of nice hack. Um, but for tools, I haven't, I don't really have a preference yet, but I've seen some good solutions. Yeah, I also did. I think it was five years ago for the algorithm. There was this, when I came on board, there already was this algorithm running uh, to optimize the category uh, pages. Mm-hmm. And the tool allowed for uh, uh, basically testing one algorithm versus another. So you could you could, uh, you could uh, test them, those. But they didn't have an... So it was already built in and didn't really have an option to to turn it off and, and actually <laughs> test the algorithms against doing nothing. Uh, and I think I, I, I just used the, the client side's uh, A-B testing tool just to basically rip out <laughs> uh, the algorithm tool uh, uh, to do nothing, uh, to disable it, and then uh, run that uh, against each other. Tom, any additions on, on favorite tools? Yeah, the funny thing, lately we did some, I did some research on this with Ruben uh, for the, on different companies, and we actually found out that most companies are building it themselves. As, as in you, your clients? Uh, the, the, the... Yeah, they're not all our clients. Some are our clients, but also yeah. these companies were actually using or considering server-side. Mm-hmm. And mostly, most companies actually develop the solution internally instead of using uh, one of the defenders we just discussed. So on the, on the one hand, that would that would indicate, okay, it's actually quite simple to do it yourself. So maybe that's a good idea. On, on the other hand, I would say it, it still sounds a bit inefficient, right? It should, why, why aren't there server-side solutions uh, that I can just pull off the shelf and, and implement for my company? Is it, is it, is it a tech, technology issue? Is it, are those all really expensive to do or... What do you think this is causing this? Yeah, I think the actually just building a solution can be quite easy, but then of course you still have some maintenance also, right? To, to actually uh, keep on using the technology if you build it yourself. So maybe the startup can be really cheap, but then you will also have maybe one developer uh, actually yeah, maintaining your own solution. And if you have a client or if you use a tool for that, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you pay it for the tool, but you don't have the maintenance. So I think it's kind of balance between those two. How you actually, yeah, uh, find out what's the best solution and maybe also the cheapest one. That's I think, uh, yeah. yeah, somewhere in the middle. So it depends a bit on on how you're organized on the development side within your company. If if you can basically do one or the other. Yeah, and again, that also depends on the goal. 
um, if you're close to do server side with development, that then then their own solution will uh, probably be doable to build. Just the technical part. But if you want to do, uh, if you want to allow it for a lot of people in the company to to use a lot of developers, a lot of product teams, um, then then uh, using a vendor which has the, the technology already a good user interface based on their experience with client side uh, and the data implemented, uh, they have the full solution. But that costs more money. Um, whereas uh, you can start off with yourself with the technology, like we mentioned, and then build from there, build the user interface, build the data. So it's also a choice of, of the goal. Yeah, by the way, the, those questions from uh, the most common mistakes and, and the favorite technologies, those came from uh, Khalid Saleh, one of our uh, other uh, podcast uh, guests. He uh, posted those questions in our Facebook group. And if you want to be, um, uh, be more involved with uh, other Ciro specialists, you can go to Ciro.cafe slash Facebook and ask your questions uh, um, towards our upcoming um, upcoming guests. Guido, can I add one thing to, oh, the, yeah, sure. to, the, to the two uh, um, discussion we just had? I think a, a couple of companies actually told us that it's cheaper to build a solution themselves than instead of using a tool. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, especially the companies who just built a technical solution, so they don't build the whole UI uh, around it. They just use it from uh, the test server side. Yeah. And I think also if you look at the, the vendors, um, for example, SiteSpec, they have a lot of knowledge about server-side testing and they're actually, you know, they do it for a long time already, although it's not the same exact same solution as the others. So I think they are a little bit better in it also into actually used in their marketing because I think a lot of people actually at the vendors, they don't know a lot about server-side testing. It's it's mainly focused on client-side still. So I think they can need to step up their game as well, although they are pretty big, some companies, and I think Optimizely, for example, is really focusing on it. But I think it can, they can still yeah make some improvements there to actually show how to do it, how easy it is, uh, give more information, actually show use cases. And that's maybe also kind of, yeah, maturity, uh, which need to grow on, on that kind of tooling. Would you say that uh, in, in terms of data quality for your experiments, or is there a difference between client-side and server-side testing? Would you, is, is, server-side, is there any benefit for going server-side? It depends if you, if you uh, do everything right server-side, then you get probably <laughs> more, yeah, of course, that's always uh, important. If you set up everything right, the server side can give you more trustworthy data as it's, as it's raw data coming from uh, from the server instead of that you send it to Google Analytics who makes sense of it. Um, so I did hear about cases where server side data is more trustworthy than, uh, than client side data. For over 10 years now, online dialogue advises about evidence-based conversion optimization with a focus on data and psychology. We see that analyzing data and recognizing customer behavior results in a better online dialogue with your clients and a higher ROI. The team of strategists, analysts, psychologists and UX specialists gathers valuable insights in the online behavior of your visitors and together with you, they optimize the different elements of your Ciro program through redesign, expert reviews, A-B tests and behavioral analysis. For more information about their services, go to onlinedialogue.com. Yeah, so you're not missing out on anyone that's blocking JavaScript. Yeah, exactly. But then still you have all the raw data and then you can need to make analysis around it, right? So the the, the bad thing or the, the negative part can be that you're actually kind of rebuilding your analytics tool next or your Google Analytics, which you already have. And then you have your own server-side solution with your own analytics tool, but you're actually selling kind of products uh, on your website, right? It's not that you're a kind of vendor for products. So, I mean, yeah. I think you need to be 
kind of careful with it as well. Otherwise, you spend a lot of development time and, and people on actually yeah building stuff which is already out there. Yeah. So it's uh yeah. I think the data can be better, but maybe be a bit careful with the kind of rebuilding your analytics solution. Aren't there any uh, open source uh, tools out there on, on GitHub that people can just uh, pull off the shelf and then try to implement it for their own com- company? I know Facebook has the open source yeah. about how they uh, test server site. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about any others right now. I'm not sure if it's open source, but split.io also has a free solution. I think it's not open source, but a solution you can also use for server side. I'm going to do a quick Google. <laughs> so yeah, I come across Facebook and there's this uh, Wasabi. Have you guys experienced Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. So what any any uh, things that you guys are working on right now to make server-side experimentation better? To make it better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you, you guys you guys run a lot of experiments. Uh, do, do you need to rebuild? I, I know you guys built uh, automation for for experiments. Uh, I, I saw the, the hot jar. Uh, event lately with uh, Tom sharing things, how he uh, automated uh, um, the reports from experiments uh, with, with Airtable. Is that something that you now completely need to rebuild uh, when you do, do server-side uh, testing or is it something you can also uh, reuse? Yeah, we can still use that, um, especially if you don't make the analysis in the in the tool or you're built yourself or from a vendor, but if you still use your analytics solution for that, that actually doesn't change. Yeah. I think what we do most of the time, mostly now is that we discuss with our clients if it's actually a solution they need or not at the moment. Um, because I think load time becomes more and more important uh, nowadays. I think Google is also um, yeah, focusing more on that. So your actually results in Google are influenced by load time of your website. And if you put a lot of scripts on it, it actually becomes slower. And the experience becomes better for the visitor. We use server sites, so there are becoming more and more advantages of actually doing it. So that's why we also start to discuss it with our clients. And it depends, of course, a lot of yeah, the stage of maturity, um, also the, the maybe the budget there is, and uh, the status of CRO or IV testing inside the company. So it's 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 been more and more discussed actually the last months, I would say, compared to the four or five years I worked on Alec before. So that's uh, that's kind of the development we're now in. Yeah, so basically helping uh, clients uh, choose their tool uh, and try to determine together if the client side is sufficient for now or that they switch to, switch to server side and, and how they should do it. So would you say for for new clients or clients that re- are reevaluating their platform, are you more and more recommending server side or maybe even only recommending server side by now? Or? Yeah, I would say so. But again, it depends on the maturity of the client. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a combination. So some tests we're doing server side, which are uh, yeah, bigger, more important for the company, for example, and we're still testing client side next to it. And what's actually a funny story I heard lately, um, when you have a CRO team and you're doing client side testing, there is a developer building test. And he's kind of, you know, he has a CRO mindset. He's used to that, like, between 20 and 30% of the experiments is positive. But when you start doing server-side testing, you actually uh, get to talk to different developers. And they are used that their code is always going live, right? But now, if you do (laughs) server-side testing, it's actually tested it. So then they see that the 30% is working. So they actually throw 70% of their code away. And that's um, not really good for their mindset. And... uh, how motivated they get. So we heard from different companies that they actually 
are yeah, actively working on keeping their developers motivated <laughs> to still building stuff, <laughs> although actually 70% yeah. is thrown away maybe. So that's, yeah, that's different people with a different mindset. That's actually kind of change maybe in culture or behavior, which is uh, pretty interesting. Well, I can imagine that, that you, your approach can be to, to develop new functionality that those developers are building uh, and doing that more in, in smaller steps and, and keep validating if it is actually adding value to, to a user instead of uh, building the full, the, the full new functionality, uh, working on that for six months, only to have it shut down by by an experiment uh, two weeks after. Um, that's that's obviously not uh, not nice for those uh, those developers. But if you can build in small steps and then early on you can quickly already see, hey, this is not working, or we should go a different path. The chance of something not working um, over over a six month period is uh, much smaller uh, for for such a large project. Um, I think. Yeah, yeah. Have them build MVPs, the smoke tests, yeah, uh, step by step. Yeah. Exactly. So how, how how do you 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 mentioned this earlier that you can now with with service side testing you can actually uh, experiment on fu- on a full release. Uh, do you already have clients that have this implemented? So how how would that process look like? So there's there's a release ready. Maybe there's like a, 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 a twice a month or maybe even a weekly uh, release of uh, of their website with with new functionality. Uh, do you do like a full split test between the or the, the previous version and a new version or how would you approach that? Yeah, so we have uh, one client I'm working with, we're actually doing it now server side. And the cool thing is that one of the people from like in the CRO team is also part of the of the of the development team. So she's a kind of product owner in, in both teams. So some tests are part of the, the sprint they're actually doing and they have a release every two weeks. And it's just going live with release on, for example, Monday. So then when uh, it's pushed live, they actually push an A-B test live instead of the whole, uh, or uh, instead of the code to 100% of the visitors, it goes to 50%. And actually the A-B test is, is starting. And we already implement the end date when it goes live. So it goes, it goes out automatically. And we, of course, monitoring the result uh, day by day. So that's actually kind of how it works now. How long do those experiments run? Yeah, depending on the runtime and the and the minimal detectable effect we have. So we actually calculate it up front. So it's kind of more planning because yeah, you can You don't always have a minimum detectable effect if if it's just a release that's I don't know, uh it's, it's not always based on on a proper hypothesis uh whatever they are they're implementing, right? They're just like fixes or or I don't know, uh, additional functionality that had to be done because legal or or whatever. So I, how would you determine that? Yeah, well, to add to that, indeed, uh, you preferably have an MD, MD, but it's not always the case. I just finished a project with uh, <clears throat> with a big multinational company where we uh, tested the whole website, both front and the backend uh, server side. The backend was really outdated, so logistics uh, wasn't as good, documentation, finance, order follow-up. Uh, front-end also needs some feature fixes, so they had a complete new backend front-end on different server. Um, and we did it server side, and and that worked well. Um, we analyze the data, tweak, and make sure that the conversion rates don't drop uh, when you uh, push the whole release, the new re- new website live. Yep. So yeah, that's definitely an example of where server side is just perfect uh, to work with, and uh, make sure you uh, have low risks when you do a full release. But but you uh, each week it can be something different, of course. That that they change. It can especially server side. You can you can change a lot more things than than you experiment on client side. So 
it's, 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 I can imagine that's only like the main KPIs that you just basically check on if they're not changing, <laughs> changing too much. Uh, but you cannot check every variable uh, that's out there. No, true. And I think it's not the case that uh, the most companies we're working with that they test everything. So there's a release and maybe when it's something really small on a page with not a lot of visitors, then yeah, you can still test it. You can also think, okay, the impact will be really low. So just put it live. It's not like booking.com that they test every every bug or everything. Yeah. But especially on pages where there's a lot of impacts in the order flow, that's the yeah the, the thing we're focusing on. And then we actually test it server-side, although it's a new subscription model or a new pricing stuff or a total different redesign uh, from that page. Yeah. So that's a kind of choose your battles because otherwise, you know, when every, everything becomes a test, also on the, the FAQ page, blah, 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 whatever, where like 10 people a day, yeah, maybe you should just put it live and... Yeah, in two years maybe you will be there as well. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it's more like a check that things don't go horribly wrong when you when you release something, right? And that's that's what you want to uh, control for. No, indeed. If you, if you have a server side technology, you can do feature flagging, feature rollouts as well. Uh, so so it doesn't have to be a big experiment, but you can roll it out five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, and see if there are no bugs, errors, see if, if nothing breaks yeah especially if it's if it if those are big changes you want to maybe gradually yeah, <laughs> release them exactly. uh, yeah to the to your audience and i think it's it's, it's a big underestimated part of of a b testing is that what you're saying is not losing money instead of you know you're only looking for winners but in this case you can also uh i once talked to lucas from booking about it he also said that that's the, actually the main advantage for booking is that they are sure they're not losing money with everything they're releasing yeah. <laughs> because that already makes a big difference. Yeah. And then, of course, you want to add some extra revenue also by finding a positive result. But I think many companies yeah, don't know what they actually do in that, in that area. Yesterday's brainstorm was so good. I really liked Steph's idea of running that test on the call to action buttons. Making them orange will really make them stand out, don't you think? Yeah, right. Do you want to design real A-B test winners and achieve enormous conversion uplift? Then stop brainstorming and take a scientific approach. If you can read Dutch, follow the steps in Online Influence, the bestseller on managementbook.nl. Or enroll in the author's course and become an expert in applying proven behavioral science yourself. Go to onlineinfluence.com for more information and free downloads. Yeah, if, if you're, especially if, if you're A-B testing uh, capacity is limited and you can only only do so much experiments uh, in, in a month while on the other hand the developers are releasing um, new stuff like every week every week there's a, there's a new release it's like um, well we call it in Dutch dweilen met de kraan open mopping the floor while the <laughs> while the fast is still running <laughs> um, but uh, um, uh, yeah so you're you're um, you're, you you can be very limited, but you you want to make sure that that those releases don't break any big things or make things worse uh, for your customer. Um, intended, but there's no intention to do that, of course, but uh, you want to make sure that that's not the case. So I, I just um, so one last uh, I think is something that's a benefit for server side testing since you have all the data in house. I think almost by definition. Um, you have since you have all the data for, from from individual customers, and and um, it's easier to run uh, non-binomial test um, uh, server side, right? Uh, you can you can easy, more easily compare revenue uh, gains for for experiments 
when you run them server side versus client side. If you do client side, usually you you're working with aggregated data in Google Analytics, and then it's not possible anymore <laughs> to uh, to compare those. No, that's very true. Uh, when I was working for a publishing uh, website, we need to had a non-binomial KPI page uh, page views, returning visitors. And we had a separate script within each test to send the client ID to Google Analytics and do it that way. Uh, but yeah, server side should be more easy to get that data. Exactly, there are, there are hacks to do it um, uh, client side, but uh, it needs additional work. Yeah. So, and uh, I want to make a small side step, uh, uh, like, like Tom just mentioned. Um, of, of course, uh, speed is very important for your indexation, uh, so that might be a reason to to run server side uh, testing too, because it's a, it's a bit faster. Uh, recently, uh, Google announced that uh, they also want to include uh, like UX factors in in their ranking. Have you guys read anything about that? I actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> so they want they, they want to in- include those those in in the ranking, but I'm I'm very much wondering how they how on earth they they will. Uh, I mean, it needs to be automated. They're not they're not having user panels uh, evaluating every site in the world. I think uh, so. There must be some way to automatically uh, judge the UX of a website. I mean, I'm very curious how they will be doing that. Well, in, in some sense, it, it's already in there, of course, because if you search for, if you have a search term, like you want to buy a computer and you click on the first result and within a minute, you're back at Google and uh, click on the second result, then Google yeah. already knows that the first result wasn't that relevant for you. And of course, uh, when UX as well, uh, that contributes to people finding the information they need and buying the computer they want. Yeah. Uh, so in some sense, I guess it's already in there. There's definitely an overlap. <laughs> that, so for, for indeed, for the, for the effectiveness of, of the page, that's definitely the case. If you're back in Google, then that's an indication, hey, apparently that person didn't find what they were looking yeah. for, so they're back. Um, but I, but I, so, so since they announced this as a, as a separate thing, that they will be u- looking at the user experience, I'm, I'm very much... I'm intrigued about how they will be doing this. I, I think they just need to crawl every website on how many A-B tests companies are actually running. So they know <laughs> that companies are actually checking what is working better. And then they should give a higher score for that website. So then, I, then I just go go about and just run a million experiments on my website, <laughs> not caring about the results. Yeah, then your load time becomes really slow. So you still end up... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm doing it server-side, so it's all fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. Oh, but wow. I'm really curious how you're gonna do it. Yeah, because it's yeah, it feels kind of subjective in this way. So I'm not sure how they will fix that. But well, I think I think you can measure it. I, I just think it's going to be really hard just by by running a script on a page. So any any other things you guys are looking forward to to do to change or improve in the coming twelve months, uh, whether it's server side testing or any other general things uh, that you're working on? Hey, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm still working on, also with Ruben a bit, on um, getting more and more of the process in Airtable, actually. Yep. So in the latest um, talk you, talk you heard, we actually included the um, analysis of the test. We're also now implementing the research, so the, the the phase before the experimentation. So it becomes more and more, uh, yeah, kind of platform where all the information, all the knowledge of, of optimization is, is there. Yeah. So we don't need to build a, a B split on top of it. And we have our own tool, maybe. 
that will be cool in the next year. And, and uh, the air t- so the Airtable talk, I will uh, I will link to that in the show notes. That's uh, uh, I think it's like a five minute talk. It's very it's quite short, right? It's very the way you set it up. Yeah, I mean, it's five minute talks, five talks a day for five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. For five days. Four minutes and fifty one seconds. <laughs> You're very uh, very good at uh, summarizing. It was actually stuff. pretty hard because you were recording yourself, and the timer was next. Uh, lying there, like okay, four minutes, four minutes twenty. Okay, I need to hurry. I need to hurry. So, <laughs> so, so shall you talk faster or faster uh, towards the end, or <laughs> yeah, kind of. Basically, in, in short, you uh, uh, you show the solution where you use Airtable, where people can uh, log their experiments, and then you're even using the API uh, to get Google uh, Google Analytics data in uh, via Google Google Sheets. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So we we put the Google Sheet and we automatically update it into Airtable. So the good thing is that everything of the process, so the design, the hypothesis, uh, all the information needed to, to actually get a test from A to Z is already in Airtable. Yeah. But you also want to create a database with actually results. And we all combine that in Airtable now. And the next step is to actually also uh, yeah, put the research we do upfront in it. So you actually tested 10 experiments on the homepage, for example, but you don't only do a beta as you also have different insights from the homepage and it would be cool to give one overview of the experiments your surveys the data heat maps whatever everything together in, in one place yeah, and automation of the reports of course very very helpful very nice to uh, save a lot of time uh, there yeah i think it's it, it saves around uh, two to three hours per experiment so yeah that, that helps. Yeah. That's a lot of time if you run a couple of uh, experiments a month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and you have all the information in one place, which is uh, it's a big benefit. Exactly. Very nice. Guys, thank you so much for um, uh, for sharing uh, your experience with uh, with uh, server-side testing. And uh, we'll, link, um, we'll link to the tools mentioned. Uh, we'll link to the... Uh, I had some other uh, blogs on, on this topic if you want to read more on this. Uh, there's a blog on uh, convert.com, uh, CXL, and um, Invest. Uh, they all have written uh, some stuff about this uh, lately, so uh, make sure to check those out. And of course, I'll link to um, uh, to Tom's talk um, uh, for, from the hot jar, the lightning talks uh, about three tips to improve your experimentation program with Airtable. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. And this concludes season two, episode thirty-six of the Shirok Faith podcast with Ruben de Boer and Tom van den Berg from Online Dialogue. Next week, another English episode where we'll be discussing how you can and should be using experimentation to manage risk and create a risk profile for your own or your client's business. And we'll be doing that together with the CEO of Conversion.com, Stephen Pavlovich. Talk to you then and always be optimizing.